to Alien Theorist Theorizing Power Hour. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. What a fuck? What a travesty this has been to try to record tonight. But we haven't done one of these in a while. Oh, not for a long time. And we're doing, we're recording too. So just challenges left and right. Oh, yeah. Always production. Before we get going, uh, drinking a nice, uh, I said I wasn't going to pop one, but I'm going to get a little Sleeman's Honey Brown. Had a couple in my fridge. Mm. Well, if you're watching this, I'm Zell. That's Braden. Oh, yeah. Great. Fuck. Fucked Del. it up every time. Braden. Nope. Dan. Yeah. Hey, Dan. There we go. Um, Everyone got a little camera. Camera on. This, okay. <laughs> before we get going, we got Zell. You and I got roasted like uh, le- by a Legit fan. roasted? Oh, in the most polite way, but just such a dagger in the back. Um, so we did the we did the live feed on Facebook yesterday, and we were doing a test run. We had fans letting us know if there was buzzing and stuff. And uh, there's this one girl. I won't I won't say her full name, but uh, she got us. Her name's Brandy. So cheers yeah. to Brandy for the sick burn. Sweet. Uh, listen to this. So I'm going to read it, and then we'll go into detail on why it's such, it's so good. Uh, Brandy wrote to on our live stream video, <laughs> Embarrassing truth. I have been listening since episode six, but I have never really paid attention to who's who. So I was completely weirded out because I always assumed Zell was Brayden and vice versa. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Brayden. Your looks suggest a bit more intelligence. (laughs) So good. Because then I instantly, instantly I was like, oh, she thinks Zell looks stupid. (laughs) And I sound stupid. I loved it. I had it. I I like read it and I had a look and I was like, I fucking yeah, got me good. <laughs> I couldn't even do it. I just, I just laughed at it. I, what are you gonna do? That was a Your sick, sick roast. I'll take that. I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. Yeah. So, um, let's. Why don't we get right into some space news? Um, what I got? I got a couple things. Um, remember Uma Uma Uma? I do remember Uma Uma Uma. Uma Yes, um, Uma Thurman. I remember Uma Thurman. She was good. She was a poison ivy. I liked her. Yeah, that, well, that was a, probably one of her worst movies. But. She has freakishly long fingers. She, I she's probably. I think she's like six four too. So she's huge. Um, an interstellar object has crash landed on Earth, according to scientists. Um, so this is basically saying when Muamua first entered our solar system in 2017, um, astronomers declared it our very first interstellar, interstellar visitor. Uh, but that was incorrect. A uh, Harvard professor, A.V. Loeb and undergraduate student, Amir Siraj in a preprint paper awaiting peer review. Say Uma Uma was preceded by another interstellar traveler that flew past Earth on January 6, 2014. 
So they're saying that uh, Amuamua is just a copycat. Just copycat flyby. Something Wasn't the first. Wasn't the first. Won't be the last probably either. I don't think anyone saw that and was like, that's the first thing that's ever flown by. Ever. Like <laughs> well, I mean, the other scientists said did. that. Well, <laughs> from outside of our, from outside, outside of our from outside to in. Yeah, but I, I'm, I don't believe that's the, like, I don't believe it. I, did, I, I don't believe it either. I believe, what about UFOs and shit? They're coming in. Yeah, it changed its speed. It did. It did change speed. And that was weird. That was the weird thing. I like this one. Uh, scientists say wormhole space travel is possible. Just really, really slow. So I. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, I don't know. Um, wormholes. It basically says uh, scientists uh, from both Harvard and Stanford uh, did a study where they pr- proved that yes, wormholes are real. Uh, these tunnels in space connect two distant locations together through which travel is possible. But it doesn't look like it's going to be uh, feasible for human travel. Um, and they said it takes longer to go through these wormholes than to go directly. So they're not very useful for space travel. So there you go, Rune, in every movie ever. Ah, <laughs> oh, Star Trek D Space Nine. Oh, they got it so wrong. <laughs> Basically, what they're saying is wormholes are the scenic route. Nice slow slow drive through space. Yeah, slow drive through space. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, if it's connecting the two points, it, I mean, but listen, I haven't gone to Star. I, I don't want to surprise you guys. I've never gone to Stanford or Harvard. You haven't? I know. <laughs> Wait, I lo- what? I know, you haven't? I know you I look. Suggest intelligence. Yeah, I look. My looks would suggest otherwise, but uh, I have not. Uh, I have very limited post-secondary education. Yeah. You, do, uh, you should be more intelligent. Hard yeah. to believe, I, I can imagine, but uh, what else we got here? Saturn's moon Titan covered in Earth lakes. Well, th- that's kind of weird. I'm sure it meant Earth-like lakes. Because the way that title reads, it sounds like it's like, it stole our lakes, eh? <laughs> it's, co- it's covered in our yep, lakes. That's our lakes. <laughs> um, precipitation refills some of the lakes uh, once they drain over time, just like on Earth, confirming a long-standing theory about the moon's geology. But there's one obvious difference from Earth. Titan's lakes are filled with liquid hydrocarbons, including methane and ethane, very much unlike... <laughs> the fresh water found in Lake Michigan. Oh, that makes more sense. Uh, yeah. It's not a horrible lake. It sounds like a <laughs> yeah. shit lake right there. Yeah. I'm not going. Uh, that's all I pretty much had for Space News. Cool. Oh, never mind. I got one more thing. One more. Uh, <laughs> this, one, this one was great because every party has a pooper. Independent report concludes 2033 human Mars mission is not feasible. Really? So, yeah, that's what they're saying. Um, the report uh, where my, Vice President Mike Pence directed NASA to return humans to the moon by 2024 does offer insight into how much a lunar return might cost and how it fits into long-term plans to send humans to Mars. But they don't think it's feasible even close to 2033. Um, they The analysts suggest... Um, with our current technology and our current plans, uh, no earlier than 2037. So, they keep a couple pushing Debbie, it. we're never going to get there. 
couple of Debbie Downers. I say twenty thirty seven now, and it's gonna be like twenty and twenty thirty seven. It's gonna be twenty forty. Hey, maybe the flat earthers are right. We'll never get up there because we'll never get past the dome. Yeah, send us to the send us to the ice wall so we <laughs> see how <laughs> I want to look over that edge once and for all over the edge of that giant flat sea turtle. Isn't there isn't there a show where they're actually going to ice the ice wall? Yeah. Like a yeah. document, like a oh god, I can only pretty sure there's like yeah, they've got like a crowdfunded expedition to the South Pole, uh, to Antarctica to go visit the ice wall. That's, that'd I mean, be a that'd be a fun trip. I'm I'm excited. Hope they film every every piece. Oh yeah, I want a close up <laughs> of the look of disappointment when they get there. How would you be just? I don't see how you could be disappointed if you went to Antarctica. Like it's they get they're getting a free trip out of it pretty much whoever's going. I don't know. Listen, I don't know. Dan, I'll tell you one thing. I live in northern Canada and it's a fucking arctic hellhole here. <laughs> no one's going to Antarctica and going, "Ah oh, yeah, this is good." What about in summertime? This is good. No. 24 hours time all 3 minutes hours of, it. of daylight. Yeah. Why well, <laughs> you, you get a lot of daylight. That's true, but all right, why don't you uh, fire up the randomatron? All right, prime. Type it up. in, type in. It's going to be fitting because I got a good story later. Uh, type in sexy encounters. Sexy encounters. <laughs> Dialing. All right, sexy encounters. Here we go. Dialing it up. UFO. Wait for it. It's got a print. <laughs> you getting that? Yeah, excellent. Fax, fax is coming over. Fax is coming yeah. over. <laughs> All right. I hope my mom doesn't pick up the phone and ruin the internet. So. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Um, what do you got for us? I got Elizabeth Clarer. It was on 27th of December, 1954, that Elizabeth Clarer had her first close encounter. But she had, she had had two prior involvements with UFOs. In October 1917, she and her sister had watched a meteorite seemingly about to collide with Earth, but being deflected by the power of a metallic object which came near... which, uh, which came in near... To the meteorite, apparently protecting the planet. In 1937, while flying from Durban to Baragwanath, Elizabeth Clarer watched as a blue-white light streaked towards her plane. When it leveled out and paced the aircraft, <laughs> aircraft, uh, she could see that it was a circular object, changing from blue-white to gold and eventually to red. Shortly after this, the craft shot high above her aircraft and disappeared. At 10 a.m. in the morning of December 27, 1954, Elizabeth Clare was drawn out of her farmhouse in the foothills of Drakensburg in South Africa by a commotion from the farmhands. Elizabeth ran to the hill on which she had had her sightings in 1917 and saw a brilliant flash of light in the clouds. Above her, an enormous saucer-shaped craft some 55 feet wide descended towards her. The object stopped some 
12 feet above the ground, hovering near her, and although she was afraid, she resisted the temptation to run. The whole of the ship was flat and rotating around a squat dome. Three portholes faced her, and in one of them, she could see a humanoid looking out at her. He seemed to view her nonchalantly, while she was attracted to his good looks. <laughs> the aliens? <laughs> yeah. As he was just like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Gave her the old, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> This I just great. came through a long trip through a wormhole. I mean, probably yeah. everything looks good. Yeah. <laughs> um, no interaction took place, and the craft took off. Hmm. In April 1956, Elizabeth had a compulsion to return to the farm and to her, quotes, well, flying no. saucer hill. When she reached it, a spacecraft was resting on top as if waiting for her. This time, the humanoid was outside the craft. He was tall with a deeply lined face and clear gray eyes. High, prominent cheekbones, white hair. He wore a one-piece, cream-colored suit. As he took Elizabeth's hand, he said, Not afraid this time? And she felt she trusted him. Elizabeth allowed herself to be taken on board the saucer, which took off, giving her a view of the earth from a thousand miles above. The saucer took Elizabeth to the mothership, which was peopled by many like Ekon, the name of her contact. She was also. What's your name? I'm a con. I think she <laughs> ran into some loose prisoner. Yeah, one piece woods. cream suit. One piece cream suit. It was, was number, jumpsuit. It was, it was numbered on jumpsuit. the back, and he yeah. was shackled. He <laughs> um, was wearing, wearing shiny braces that were joined together. <laughs> uh, to the mothership, which was peopled by many like Ekon, the name of her contact. She was also shown pictures of the alien's home planet, known as Matan. The people there are apparently vegetarians. There is no politics and no money, no arguments, no war, and no disease. They can travel anywhere in our galaxy, but cannot move between the galaxies. Akon's main reason for his meeting was to recruit Elizabeth for a breeding experiment, but his approach was with love and compassion, rather than the clinical or aggressive approaches of most such contacts. In this case, Elizabeth fell in love with a con, became pregnant by him, and spent the last four months of her pregnancy up to and including the birth of her son on a, a con's home planet where the, new, where the child now lives with his father. I assume they're... Uh, they split up and they're splitting custody. <laughs> he, yeah, she gets him on weekends. What? I don't know. Yeah, what? <laughs> Elizabeth Clara has written her own story in her book, Beyond the Light Barrier. <laughs> he, they just left her. <laughs> why wouldn't why wouldn't they keep her? Why what's the what's the harm of keeping her on the planet Maton? <laughs> like, did Weird, things go that strange. sour and awry that they're like, hey, it's not working, like you know, like we just split up. <laughs> 
I'll keep him <laughs> like this planet because there's no arguing. They're like, listen, like he's just gonna stay here. He'll come visit you every other weekend. Because she's paying alimony, child support. Yeah, what's the scoop? I want to know this arrangement. What's the scoop? <laughs> that's a that's an old time randomatron story right there. Oh, that is an old time. That's a classic. That's yeah, right up that's there with. A, that's but up. it was, but it was sexy. It was, it was sexy. sexy. Not what? afraid this time, are we? <laughs> I like the. I imagine him like in the porthole, looking nonchalant, like. Mm, I guess. <laughs> Mm. His buddy's in the back. Would you? Would you? He's like, I guess I would. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's an Earth Six. Yeah, Ugh. she's <laughs> a Maton. She's I guess she's a yeah. She's an Earth Seven, but a Maton Three. <laughs> we're on we're on vacation though, so yeah, I guess it's okay. Um. Okay, cool. I got cool I got one other story before we get into the Power Hour. Uh, yeah. I this I've this buddy Dave. Um, Dave. Dave, uh, Dave was like doing this trade show volunteering. He know, loves, big, huge fan of the podcast. Uh, and some guy came up to him was like, "Hey man, it's like a trade show. So there's like people coming, just like looking at booth. There's like you know like churros and those like little chap like stacked potato chips on a stick. And this guy like comes up to his booth and he's like, "Hey man, he's like, oh hey, like what can I do for you? Got any questions? He goes, yeah, I got one question. Same one." come to talk to you about all the cows. And like, I can't say Dave's job because he didn't ask me, but he, he had nothing to do with cows or livestock in any sense. And he goes, uh, no, no one's came to me to talk about cows. And this guy's like, no one's, hmm, no one's come to talk to you about the cows, <laughs> but I'm going missing. And Dave's like, Dave right away. Cause he's a huge fan of the show. He's like, Whoa, like, what do you mean? What's so what's up with these missing cows? And this guy proceeded to tell him that like by the town where we're living, he's like, he's like, right now, shit ton of cows are going missing in fields all over the place. And he goes, It's an alien harvest. I know it. He's like, some of the bodies are being left. It's an alien harvest. I don't know why no one's talking about like it. Like mutilations? Going, yeah. He's like, and they're just going missing. They're vanishing like crazy. And Dave's like, Oh yeah, okay. And he goes, So if anyone comes to you and starts ta- asking about the cows you know it's an alien harvest, so you can tell them. And Dave's like, yes, that's exactly what I'll do. So I've been trying to find out. I've been, like, trying to find out. I was like, I, man, I've been, like, Googling, seeing if this guy, like, writes blogs. So I'm like, I want to know more about these cows going missing near my home, my no home shit. down here. But so how many cows? Like, how many cows have been He didn't say, man. He just said, like, hundreds of cows? It's listen, like tens of cows. he was surprised that this guy, Dave, who has nothing to do with livestock, Hadn't heard and hadn't had people randomly coming up to him, been like, "What's up with the cows, huh? Huh? You know anything about the cows?" He like really this guy. Harvest. This guy was shocked. He's like, "No one really." Hmm. Interesting. Mars needs hamburgers. <laughs> but I just Mars love, need T bone steaks. I did. I just love that. And he told me, and I was like, "Oh, that's great, man. I love. I love. I had one old lady come. I was wearing my Bigfoot sweater once. She goes, "Are you a believer?" And I said, "Yeah." And she goes. They're everywhere in the forest. And I was like, she was oh, like, this is not wrong. Super, this super old, like Aboriginal lady. She's like, they're everywhere in the forest. So I was like, where? And she's like, I can't say. And then she just left the Legion. And I just <laughs> continued to sing karaoke. <laughs> she disappeared. Like the wind blew and she like yeah. disappeared. Like, 
I was like on like a six bar break from like singing Hotel California or something. Uh, all right, let's get into this. Let's get right into this power hour. Uh, our Dan, hour. Dan, Dan's got a great one here. I like it. And Dan, let's go through it first before you start poo pooing everywhere. Give, give me, give me a little, uh, little rundown here. What you're about to talk about. Well. Um, there, there's a conspiracy out there right now that Donald Trump is in fact a time traveler, um, as written in, uh, some like books called, uh, Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey, which is, was written in 1890. Uh, Dan, why don't you get into, uh, a little bit what these, why, why is this a thing, Dan? (laughs) I can't. I cannot tell you why. This this conspiracy started circulating around like a couple months ago. I know I saw it start popping up on Facebook and social media, and it went viral and whatnot. But apparently, it started originally propagating over in 4chan, that garbage sewer of a. I love that place. Internet place, um, where all the great stuff comes from. The best stuff <laughs> comes from 4chan. But um, so someone, I I am impressed. Number one, I'm impressed that somebody went through the effort to find these books uh, written by an author named uh, (laughs) with the great name of Ingersoll Lockwood. Um, Mr. Lockwood uh, authored three books. Um, Two of them had the character um, known as uh, what they call Baron Trump. And they trying to draw these connections through these books. Uh, the books were very, um, for their time, they never became really popular. Um, they were kind of, they were kind of stuck in between. I mean, you could say that they got overshadowed later by stories that were actually, I don't know, I guess good. Like uh, Wizard of Oz, which came out a couple of years later. Um and so they never really became popular. They're they're available in the Library of Congress. They do have them, uh, and they're available for free to read them. But somebody went through these stories and somehow found these these stories, and they started picking out all these connections that they say show that. Actually, I'm not even a hundred percent sure. Uh, <laughs> are they are they trying to say that that Trump is a time traveler, or that his son is a time baron trump his son is a time traveler i'll layer this i'll layer this one more i wasn't sure about that and then i wasn't sure if are they trying to say that like he's created his own time loop where he's like given birth to his son that's really him and then goes back like uh what's that movie with uh ethan ethan hawk oh the 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 one that's based off the the heinlein novel uh what's it called i can't remember the the name of it uh, oh, I can't it's remember. A, it's either. a great time travel movie. Anyways, he like closes his own time loop. That, <laughs> and that's what I was thinking of when I saw it. I was like, okay, so Dan, what's what's some of the cherry picked? Um, oh. What's the coincidence? Why do people think this? Uh, I, some of the stuff is really weird. Like I, from what I can tell, like they pick out the information that the main character's name is Trump, but his name's not actually Trump. Like the full name of the character in the books is Wilhelm Heinrich Sebastian von Trump. And then they they say that his nickname, he's commonly called Little Baron Trump. You know, and Baron is is a title. It's not his name. Wait, uh, is it spelled 
Trump though, or is it tr- like is it spelled no, different? Trump. How you spell Trump? How you spell Trump? T R U U, not U U. Sorry, T R O O M P. Oh yeah, it's that's a book. little different. Like I read it in the book. Like I actually read. Yeah, you actually read the whole book. You read like most of the book, didn't you? No, I didn't read the whole book. I because it's it's big really, book. It's you really read, dense. You read enough. You read enough. To I read enough where I was like, okay, um, yeah, this is crazy. Uh, but you know, it, it's it's spelled Trump, and then the, and then it does spell it later. It says uh, commonly called Baron Trump, and then they change the spelling. Not that not the not the conspiracy theorist, but the guy in the. The actual author changes the name to Trump. Just so why, um, like for those who don't know, Baron Trump is also Donald Trump's youngest son. Yes, is named Baron Trump. Right. <clears throat> so that's one of the connections that people start to make with this. Um, and then from what I was reading, is Baron Trump also has like a mentor. Uh, in this book, who like teaches him the ways of the world, uh, and his name is Don. Don. Oh, then, oh, there we go. Now I'm, I'm getting on board are, now. And then people are like, "Well, that's that's Papa Don Trump, Donald Donnie Trump, Papa Trump." <laughs> I wish I could zoom in more on Dan's face right now. <laughs> But the character's name is not Don. It's Don, as in the the like the the Spanish. Um, it's like the Spanish. Uh, what's what's the word for? It's your Spanish, like your Spanish. How you address somebody? It's like Mister. So the oh. full the character's full name is Don Constantino Bartolo Bartolomeo. Steph- is it oh, though, Dan? Is, is it? Yes, it is. It's actually written in the book. <laughs> Don Constantino Bartolomeo Stefolo Fijaguarnif Guarin. What? It's it's really say that last name again. That's ridiculous. Stefolo Fija Stefolo Fijaguara Guariusfum. Okay. So <laughs> so what what's what's in the story that leads to this conspiracy? So we have some loose connections and some similar names. Yeah. And now what? What else? Like, there's got to be more so to people believe wait, is, in this. Is it Trump's son that's the time traveler then? We're still trying to figure that out. <laughs> that that part's still up for what's debate. What's the biggest piece that this guy's a time traveler then, besides a couple coincidences to this book? And it's not even the book. In the conspiracy theory, they cite... Uh, like they cite actually information. They picked information from three books and well, I think actually two, uh, there are three books. There are, uh, like the wonderful, it's like the wonderful adventures of Baron Trump, Baron Trump and his dog and his faithful dog, Bulger. His dog is named Bulger. And then another one is like the adventures of Baron Trump in underground adventures of Baron Trump. Yeah. The second Bar- one. Baron Trump's <clears throat> marvelous underground journey. Right, that's the second one, and then uh, Ingle um, Lockwood, sorry, Inger uh, Lockwood authored another book, or actually like two more books, and there one of them was called like the uh, nineteen hundred. Um, it's like nineteen hundred, the end of the republic, and then there's another one called like the last president, and so they picked information from these books where it had some kind of. Oh, the, Actually, not really that many connections. The last, the last president. 
Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Peaking well, a little bit. Well, one of the books is uh, it's set in 1900. He wrote it in like 1896. He got it. It was published in 1896. And he it, the, the story takes place in 1900. And it's about um, it's made. It's mainly about a, a president who becomes like the last president. And it's like the de- the death of the United States. Like basically the whole story is uh Modern America, Com- communists, communists take over the country and destroy the republic. Uh, that classic tale. It's and and there's like there's connections where it's like Baron Trump's adventures begin in Russia, right? And his mom's Melania, who's Russian. In the book, or the, no, the, no, the, no, the no not Melania? in the book, like in real life. Oh. But I was like, oh. that's the connection. Baron Trump in the book, his adventures begin in Russia, and he's guided um, thanks to the direction provided by. The master of all masters, a man named Don. And I was like, ooh, that sounds very, uh, very Trumpish, uh, the master of all ma- masters. But like, um, th- th- there's like this weird scene in one of the books where Wait. it's uh, the Fifth Avenue Hotel. Uh, there's an issue where there's like a mob and stuff, and um, troops, troops are trying to save it. But that's also where Trump Tower is, is Fifth Avenue, uh, New York. Well, the thing is, Number one, Melania is not from Russia. She's from Slovenia. Mm. Well, same, same. No, it's not the same. <laughs> it's a different country. Different, different. Was, uh, was Slovenia, wasn't a part That's of- It's like so- saying people from the Ukraine and Russia are the same. You go to Ukraine and you say that people from Ukraine are from Russia and you will get your ass kicked. Yeah, but was it was Slovenia part of the Soviet Union at one time? Mm. I'm not sure. I don't know. Oh, oh Dan doesn't know. But the Man. Soviet Union didn't even exist until like the nineteen what nineteen fifties, no nineteen forties. So, and then basically it says like in the book is they find like a a cave that allows him to time travel. In the book, right. and so then people are like, "Ooh, they they got the Russian collusion." Like there's there's very loose, very loose, like um, coincidences in this. How loose? But, how loose we talking? As loose as Dan's saying, like the names aren't the same. Like people are making these connect. Like yeah, okay, Donald. But I'm like, oh, the one weird thing is the one weird thing is. So they're like, they're like, well, how? Is, obviously, Donald Trump's not going into Russian caves. Like he's colluding with the Russians. And and then I was reading an article today about um, Donald Trump's uh, uncle, John Trump. Uh, he was like after Nikola Tesla passed away, John Trump was like he had to go over all the leftover documents that like of all Nikola Tesla's like designs and stuff. And then John Trump after going over like you know one of the small like the smartest the most innovative people in history, he goes, "I've gone over all these documents. It's all garbage. There's nothing. There's nothing here." Nah. All garbage? Yeah. Yeah. And so then people are like Fuck that. He kept like hundred percent. He kept some stuff. Yeah. All this stuff they took from uh, Nikola Tesla was like towards the end of his days. And this was about, uh, they took, they seized the stuff in 1943. And this was, uh, this was prior to the test of the first uh, atomic bomb. Like they hadn't even started the Manhattan project. Like they would start the Manhattan project at the end of 1943. Um, and when they seized all these documents, the United States government was looking for anything because the war was going really shitty. Um, 
it was it wasn't looking too good at the moment. So they were looking for anything that they could get their hands on. And so Tesla up to this point had been making tons uh, at, at, towards the end of his, his life. And kind of, he was getting a little uh, crazy um, for lack of a better word. Don't get me wrong. He was a, he was a genius, genius like but he uh, electromagnetic theory. A lot of this stuff that we have today is all based on or advanced by theories uh, that he, that he came up with. And so he was a solid, real genius. But towards the end, it was kind of people say that he, he kind of uh, like obsessive compulsive disorders started to take its toll. He started to become more reclusive um, and he just kind of lost it. And so he started kind of making a lot of claims about inventions that he had. And a lot of them, were, I remember one was the earthquake machine, like he had built yeah. a machine that could using uh what was it sympathetic vibrations you could cause the earthquake um the death ray is one of the really popular ones that he said he had um you know basically would shoot lightning and you know you could disintegrate entire armies with well, that it, so. that was the one he said that he wanted to like give to every nation on the world right so then everyone would have like a mutually assured destruction because everyone would have the same defense mechanism uh what you just what re- repeat the last thing you said it disintegrate what and t- me or Zell? Yeah, you. You said that his death rate could disintegrate entire armies, I have or no like idea. entire towers. Dun dun dun. <laughs> we did talk oh. about. We have talked about that before. That's a theory that came up that uh, people have made a device that could disintegrate matter from the inside out. Directed energy weapons. My thing is like of all the shit of all this stuff. Like and John John Trump handed most of this paperwork over to the government, but in his like official release was like, yeah, it's all garbage. Don't worry about it. Mm, it's all garbage. all garbage. All garbage. Yeah. So then, people in this theory are saying that maybe he found uh, some way to like time travel. Well, didn't didn't Nikola Tesla say that one of his inventions was he could see like the past, present, and the future, or something like that? Was that isn't that something about Nikola Tesla? That he could claim. Yeah, he could do. I think there were claims that. I mean, he made a lot of them. Uh, he made a lot of claims of stuff that he did, and I think one of the one of the inventions was a a, a time travel or a way to view uh, past, present, and future, some sort of uh, machine. But but the thing is, um, even if they seize something from his apartments after he died, uh, Nikola Tesla was um, pretty well known for not writing things down like he would keep he, he didn't really write out blueprints he didn't do all that kind of stuff he kept most of his stuff in his head he built his inventions in his mind and then it's like yeah assembled so, them yeah and so it was yeah i mean there's also a funny story about the hotel he was staying in at the time and he didn't have any money so he gave them uh as collateral he gave them a piece of a machine that he told was a very dangerous equipment. He told them, he's like, here, and it's worth $10,000 and it's part of a very dangerous machine. And when they ended up seizing that from the, from the hotel, uh, they had somebody who is actually uh, knowledgeable of, uh, you know, engineering and things like that. They said, no, this is a multi-decade resistance box. It's like, everybody uses these. <laughs> it's like, it's found in every electric laboratory. Like, you could you can get these anywhere. <laughs> so, like, even I listen. I you know I did some reading and stuff. And I'm like, like Dan said, the 
People are sh- people are stretching on this one, really stretching. Um, but okay, let's you know, like it doesn't really make sense. But let's say uh, let's let's go into a different avenue here. What if this is some sort of scenario where like um, you know, life imitates art kind of thing, right? Like this person um, was, or art imitates life, right? Like we we've had these discussions before of like I don't know on the podcast, but like. Imagine the first person who like had to come up with a dragon. Like think of a unique something right now and write it. You're like, it's not going to be as cool as a fucking dragon, but I'm like, th- maybe they're tapping into something writing this book. Right. And it, you know, he's writing these names and he's writing these kind of coincidences, tapping into some universal energy of some kind on some sort of different plane as he's writing. Was he tapping like the book- into the shittiest timeline? Because that's like the worst one. <sighs> Well, like, what do you mean? He's, who, he's he's typing into like. Well, for example, into, like he's you know he's this guy back in eighteen ninety. What's his name? Lockwood. 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 Like he Lockwood's just trying to. He's just trying to come up with a like an idea, right? So he's he's a creative and artistic guy. So he's maybe tapping it and he's writing this, and it's you get all these coincidences, but maybe that's because. You know, like Matthew McConaughey said, time's a linear disc. Yeah, but this guy Ingersoll, I would, I would totally put stock behind it, except that this Ingersoll Lockwood guy was like, he was an accountant or a lawyer. He's no Madame Blavatsky or whatever. He's no like, you know, turn of the century spiritualist or something. He's not an Edgar Casey. This guy's just Ingersoll Lockwood. Well, not even the book. The book got the bad reviews. They weren't even that good. Yeah, they got bad reviews. Real bad reviews. So wait, is it the part? Is this guy is, is Trump a time traveler? No, I don't I don't I don't I don't think he's a time traveler. Um I'm just saying, well, here's the thing. I'm like I'm like, what would I do if I went back in time? And I was like I was like, I guess he is president. So I'm like, that's pretty cool. Like, but I don't know if that's what I was having this argument with with uh one of my friends, we were talking about time travel in this scenario, and I was like, "I'm so I'm so like technology dependent that I would go there and I would be, you know, mentally unfit for anything to right. just even speak <laughs> basic math." I was like, "I don't know how I would like, I don't know if like me right now, you were like, all right, Braden, we figured it out." Dan got all hold of Tesla stuff, figured out he's like, Braden, we're going to send you back. I don't think I could go back to 1890 and devise a way to become president. <laughs> How, why would he go all the way back to 1890 to become president when he, he'd have to? Well, then Lockwood went back in time. Someone went back in time or someone's <laughs> jumping in time in this scenario. <laughs> who's going back? To, we still haven't figured out who's going one back in time. One of these guys is a time travel. We haven't figured what that out What is going yet. on? But it's no, like I don't. I just don't think. So wait, what? What if he was a time traveler? Why would? Why now? Why is he here? What's uh? Is he saving us or like? Because you know what's no. the what's the conspiracy of Trump? It's the uh, fuck. Uh, if if he if he somehow had access to a time machine and and somehow figured out how to work it, uh, I I would more believe that this is the 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 Back to the Future two scenario, or is it Back to the Future one? Well, when we're at the Biff Towers. He's kicking. So he's ki- one. one. Once he's kissing his mom. His mom's trying right. to get with two, him. Is that- two is the Biff Towers. Biff Towers. Right? Yeah. Right. So that's 
I mean, they ba- I'm pretty sure they I mean, they base their character on somebody like Donald on Trump. On Trump? Yeah. Time traveling? It looks exactly like him. And it's just like, it's almost the exact same thing. So if Donald Trump were going to time travel, it would be something like that. Like he was, you know, like he went back and he got the all, the sports almanac and he made a bunch of money or he got some, you know, speculation. But the problem is, the problem is, is he he's didn't so make stupid. the money. Like he, it's not like, I he, know, he's like acclaimed. <laughs> he's just like, I made all this money. Like, like, oh, Donald Trump's rise to fame from poverty to riches. Now president. It's like, no, like we know like his dad was rich. His dad handed him stuff. But if he went back in time, like say, okay, say Baron, say, say, maybe it's not Donald, but say his son, Baron Trump goes back in time to 1890. And it's some weird situation where, like, Baron Trump's actually Donald Trump's, like, great, great, great grandfather. Like, there's some weird, you know what I mean? Like, one of those weird time loops. And he's the one that, like, sets the Trump family in motion of, like, we're going to be real estate moguls. We're going to be the best ever. My dad, the Don's going to be track president. Like, he sets the wheels in motion. I, I just still don't, I can't buy it yeah, as much no. as I want. I just, no, it, I can't. It doesn't have enough. Like I like I like getting into conspiracies and going down the rabbit hole, but it doesn't really. If the, if the names are like identical, you know, and there's more stuff that was identical and like really, yeah. without reaching for it so hard, I'm more. It's just just a really crappy one. And like it's a really, it, it's like not crappy. I would say it's just really basic. You know, and a stretch. Okay, oh, they use right. a stretch. It's a real basic. It's and a real the, basic conspiracy I, theory. I just, just don't like, understand nah. if he if he's going back in time. Okay, it doesn't make sense that Trump went back in time because it's Lockwood writing it in 1890. So it would make sense that Lockwood is around being like, he's watching this Trump. He lives through Trump going and Barron's son and then Trump fucking up the United States. And then this Lockwood guy time travels back to 1800s somehow. And this Lockwood guy's back in time and he's like, I have no skills for 1890 zero zip i can't do anything i can't do long division i can't harvest grains um yeah, but he could i'm gonna i'm gonna die was, of dysentery i'm like, gonna die he, of dysentery job yeah he had a job because he's a he's a guy from our age who's gone back to 1800s when he talks like he's like oh you know what i can just fucking bullshit people like i am the master manipulator and then he writes a book he's like i'm gonna write a book about uh what happens a hundred years from now? But I can't really, really remember uns- what really happened. Successful book that nobody's going to really even remember. Until- yeah, that's the thing. Why would you write that? Like I'd write, like you'd write something. Why would you write the Wizard of Oz? Harry Potter. Yeah, a lot of books. Yeah. A lot of books you can name okay. there. I think. Because what is it? Because this book was oh, this book was written about what was it like thirty years? No, no, yeah, like thirty years after Alice in Wonderland. And like another thirty years after Journey to the Center of the Earth, none of nothing in this book was actually like original. Right, it was all taken, pretty much taken from and other the, other stories. What is the problem with this? Popular is, stories. I'm a huge supporter of like time is a stream, and you can do stuff like this. But you're like time goes where it wants to go, and you can do whatever you want, and it's not gonna change the direction of the river with the right technology. Yeah. So, um. I, I just don't I don't buy it. It's been a pretty popular a suggested case we do, but we never really. I I honestly I just doing a little. Uh, you're little, like why? Little, 
Why? Little, little poke. You're like, Kate, you're like, well, one, Donald's not the guy time traveling. Like, there's no, like, if he's the one time traveling back to 1890, like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, Mm. Yeah, to time travel back to to 1890 to write a crappy book that nobody remembers and yeah, but and why would savage he, reuse? Why like, would he yeah. go back in time? That means That's some insane. point between now and before I die, Donald Trump is going to vanish, and everyone's going to. How did how did where did Donald go? <laughs> did these book were these books supposed to help him become president? Was was that a thing? Because it's like nobody remembers them until now. Even even I, the lady who's like the curator at the. I think at the Library of Congress, who she's the curator of historic children's literature, didn't even know about these books until they popped them up. And then she's like, oh, yeah. And then had to look them up, had to come up. I was like, I've never heard of these. And I'm like, oh, I've seen, and, you know, they didn't even know about these. Nobody knows about these books. They're, they're just lost to history pretty much. Yeah, like tons of other books. But Let, yeah. let's be realistic here. This two things. One, if Donald Trump was a time traveler, We'd all fucking know because he wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. You'd tweet it instantly. Right? I time oh, yeah. traveled. I know. I know what's going to happen. Yada, yada. What? <laughs> Secondly. Ben, ben, Benjamin Franklin. No one. Cool. You could never convince someone you're a time traveler. Ever. Impossible. Impossible. You're just Have gonna you guys be, seen some of the videos? You're going to be a the- naked. You're going to be a crazy person. Naked crazy person. Have you seen <laughs> some of the videos of people who claim to be time travelers? I was looking at a couple of them today. <laughs> We've talked about a few before, but nothing's really been that great. I, I like the ones I like the one video I like the videos where they claim to have photographs of the future. They're like, "This is a photograph in the future." I'm like, "Number one, the photograph, and like, we don't even have photographs." Yeah, everyone knows who has photographs anymore. Has have Nobody. they not seen Terminator? But yeah, I got like four albums of photographs, so take that back. Yeah, but I'm saying. No, I mean, like from the future, <laughs> like the year six thousand, like or two, you know, three thousand. Who's even? You could even. You could find a Polaroid museum, maybe. Well, that's not true. There's new Polaroid cameras. I have one. Hey, this analog makes, technology makes is coming back. Polar- Polaroids. Polaroids, vinyls coming back big time. Maybe photographs will be one of those things that's around forever. All right, let's uh, let's sh- shut the lid on the Donald Trump. Shut the lid. He's not. He's not time traveling. I think, if anything, the author is. I think when you're doing something creative and you're trying to think something, I think you you tap into some universal energy. I really do. When you're and you're you're open for inspiration. And his book sucked, but you know what? Like maybe he was getting some some of that stuff from, you know, from the this Akashic record. The yeah, Akashic record. So you if, if if you're really thinking of something like you want it, you're really creative and you think of something. That inspiration you get is not necessarily yours, but something that may have been done in a different timeline. Is that what you're saying? Here's here's all I'm saying. Here's all I'm saying. Every really good idea I've ever had that I thought I've had that I haven't just jumped on within like, I feel like months, it pops, like that idea will pop up. I had that great idea for laser bullets. Well, we, talked, we talked about that as a- Laser bullets? We talked yeah. about that. We talked about that as like a simulation theory is if you put, it, if you put it out there- like if you put yeah. that theory out there, then you know you've given it, just the, the just the idea country. itself, right? Just the idea itself gave rise to whatever you thought, you know. But that's what reality too. Like we're thinking of time is from from the past to the present. But if that's not how it works, and that's just how we experience it, then there's no saying that that same thing what you're talking doesn't also involve experiences, right? Right. So I, I don't know. know. I'm gonna bore with that with that part Dan- of it. 
I knocked my scope out and I was like, you know what would be great if I had a little bullet that I could put in my gun that was a laser pointer so I could sight it in at 100 meters and just dial my scope so the, the red dot in my chamber that was pointing out my barrel lined up with the scope so then I knew my gun was at least shooting at 100 meters while I was out in the bush. Without having to like actually shoot like a dozen rounds and yeah, without having to time. shoot and ruin your hunting trip because you're scaring everything away. So I was yep. like, at least you'd have a semi-accurate gun. It is a we good idea. Like, we were like, we were like, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. We hold, and then we're like, just drinking beers. And six months later, this guy from Australia made laser bullets. And is he rich? Well, I don't, I, I don't rich know if he's fuck rich now or what. I mean, but he just re- he reached into the ether and but snatched he, that exactly, out. exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I. I put it out there. Now he's making it. He's willing it, right? So, anyways, that's what I think. Let's close it. Let's close the door on that one. Uh, I got a quick one here. Um, so we all know uh, Walt Disney allegedly is uh, cryogenically frozen, waiting for scientists to uh, <laughs> thaw the, him out. Uh, the technology, defrost him. Yeah, defrost him. Yeah. <laughs> so he. Uh, they're they're not sure it's either his entire body or just his head cryogenically frozen. Um so they're uh so the scientists in the future might revive him or offer him Im- immortality. I love that part cuz it's like scientists are just going to wake him up and be like, "Would you like immortality, Walt?" He's like, "Oh, yeah, I've been waiting." Um but this this is a great one. Uh Disney so sick and tired of people googling Walt Disney's Frozen, that they made the movie Frozen in order to stop people from trying to look up if Walt Disney's Frozen or not. <laughs> really? Where'd you find that's that? That's a theory. That's a theory? Um, that makes, mm. That's a theory. That's a theory. Uh, and then it's like, it's just, Disney was just so sick and tired of that negative stigma that they wanted to do away with that. So Google search, everything's optimized. So if you type in Walt Disney frozen, this, that you just get movie. Like you really have to start searching for the conspiracy theory. Now uh, makes sense. Here's the thing. Like if you've ever been to Disney world, like this makes sense because Disney is so like Disney image based. When I was there, the one thing that fucking annoyed me was you would like, go. Oh, I'm an adult. I don't have kids. So I would go up to like another adult who works there and I'd be like, hey, uh, which way are the washrooms? And this like adult lady would turn to me and be like, oh, oh gosh, the the bathrooms? Is that what you're looking for? Well, they're over there. Ha ha ha. And you're like, listen, bitch, I'm what? 30. You're like, what is, what is this? Like, just, can you just talk normal? And they all have, they all talk like that. They have to. Yeah, that's they have that's to. their job. Yeah, they have to. They have to. But that's like, their job. But here's the thing. It's like, I get that that's their job when kids are around and shit, but I'm like, no, like all the time that's all the, their job. It's and in that's what's crazy. And that's what's crazy. And then I was like doing some reading and stuff that there's like, there's like undercover Walt Disneyers that like yeah. security that like, will just take unruly yeah. guests or guests who are like going against the Disney experience <laughs> and they'll just remove oh, yeah. you from the park. Yep. So like take when you, you start out. thinking about that, all about their image, they're like them making a movie and being like, what should we call this movie? They're like, you know what motherfucker? Let's call it frozen fuck up all these conspiracy theories, wipe it off the mat. What we're going to pay to Google optimize it. And like, like think of all the money they have. Like I, I, it's, it's very plausible to me that that's why the movie frozen is named frozen. Couldn't you just type in Walt Disney and cryogenics and when it, 
Well, yeah, Dan, but obviously they have uh, cryogenics coming out in 2022. Obviously, most conspiracy theorists yeah. have never heard of cryogenics. They've only heard of Frozen. I'm going to yeah. type in Walt Disney Frozen right now. Disney. Yeah, it's going to come up frozen. with the, the, you know, the Let It Go song. The first thing that comes up still, if I type in Walt Disney Frozen, is, is Walt Disney's body frozen? This yeah, proof. but that's because we're talking oh, about busted. it. We're, we're talking about it, and we know Google's listening. We know it. <laughs> We know they're listening. You put it out into the ether and Google snatched it out. All right. I got um smarter. Busted. <laughs> all right. I got uh I got There's another... a lot of crazy stuff about Walt Disney though. The parks themselves, like we we could do a whole case file on that. Just that just on Di- just on stuff. Disney alone. I was okay, I was like I was we were in this back alley and this lady was taking a picture. And I'm like, what are you taking a picture of? And she's like, Oh, one of the hidden dicks. I'm like, what? And then she like pointed out and there's this like, like built on Mars. It looks like ball and a big cock. And I was like, is this really a thing? She's like, oh yeah, there's dicks everywhere. I was like, oh yeah, there's dicks everywhere. (laughs) Okay. Maybe for you lady. Yeah. Is that that a conspiracy at like Walt at Disneyland? There's dicks everywhere. Like subliminal dicks. Well, there's, there's subliminal dicks in all like a ton of the movies and subliminal I've heard messages. Of, I've heard of hidden hidden mouses, like hidden Mickey Mouse things. I've heard of those, but I've never heard of hidden dicks. I, I was surprised. I was surprised because really I, I was looking. I was like, "You're stretching, lady. This is." I, there, I mean, there's it, a whole bunch of stuff. Like they went into, they've done a lot of research and stuff about like when they were uh, trying to figure out how to uh, space out their trash cans. Like they took detailed notes of how long people would hold onto their trash until they dropped it. And then they spaced their trash out to the exact distance that a person will carry their trash until they decide just to throw it on the floor. That's a, that's an actual thing. And then there's another one that they actually pump in like a type of smell. Like there's a certain type of smell they use to like make you feel happy. It's not like, it's not like oxygen. They don't pump oxygen in the park, but it's some sort of smell that, um, that they have that, uh, smell kind of makes you, makes you feel good or something. Nice, like nice that. flower smell or something. Probably something like that. There's a lot of weird stuff about Disney world. That is, it's like part of it's really neat. And part of it's kind of like, wow, that's like, it's kind of partially sinister. <laughs> you don't get, you don't get that big by, Everything just nice it's and dandy. Perfect, it's one of the, the most perfect places that kind of like for psychological experiments, like just to, you know, like test like crowd controlling measures and like, so, like Brayden said, like subliminal stuff. Like it's like one of the perfect places to really do that. Like you get tons of people, you get tons of data in like one day, which is like hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of people walking to oh, the park every day. Without a doubt, they're farming data. They're doing everything to make money, oh, man. That's not Whatever. even recognition technology. Oh, I bet they would pick that up in a second. That's not a conspiracy at all. Those places are fucking utilizing all the newest technology like that for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. I got, uh, I don't know if we've talked about this abduction story. If we did, I, I, I had forgotten and I read came over and it sparked joy in me. So we got to talk about it again. Right. Uh, this is of course the story and throws back to her sexy encounters of Antonio Villas Boas. Uh, Antonio was a, a Brazilian farmer and he later became a lawyer. Uh, and he was abducted. In 1957. Now, I've uh, I've done a bunch of reading on this, and uh, okay. I've listened to a bunch of podcasts, and I've so I, I'm just going to close my notes because I want to I want to give you guys this story. Bust up clean from, from memory, my brain. 
Yeah, from, your, from memory. your brain. From so if I'm missing, if I'm missing details, if I'm missing details, my apologies, Antonio. Uh, <laughs> so, 1957. This is before the Benny and Barney Hill. This is one of the first uh, abduction stories, really. Uh, Antonio says he was working in his field. Uh, and he liked to work at night because he, that way it's not too hot in Brazil. You know, he gets a little more done. And he was driving his tractor. And up in the distance, distance he sees a red light. And uh, he's like, oh, he doesn't think anything of it. He's just putting around. And then all of a sudden, the light's like right on him. And he goes, oh, like he's like, ah, stops, tr- stops the tractor uh, and goes to fire it up. Tractor's dead. Tractor's not moving. It's done. Battery's gone. Jumps off the tractor, turns to run away. When he turns to run, there's two humanoid creatures. He doesn't really say what they look like. He just said humanoid creatures. They're standing there. Next thing he knows, he's in some sort of room, in a ship, buck-ass naked. He's looking around, and all of a sudden, gas starts filling this room. Gas is filling up, and this gas makes him violently ill. He's throwing up. It just says throwing up, but when they say violently ill, my brain goes, it's coming out both ends. Like It's not a pretty sight. It's not good. So then some some more of these creatures come in, and this is what re-caught my attention on this one. They lather him in some sort of jelly. What I read to be described jelly? as jelly, like some jelly, like lubricant. and. Some people described it as a Viagra-like jelly. What's a, Wait, a Viagra-like jelly? What's a, like what it had that? the properties of Viagra. My, that's my question. Is it the properties of Viagra? Or is it like blue color like Viagra? Yeah, what's the property? Well, Boner Dan, jelly. It's boner and jelly. Zell, you guys are about to find saying? out. All right. Boner jelly. Bring it. Boner so he, jelly. he's lathered up head to toe. He's confused. He doesn't, he's disoriented. He's just been sick. Um these things come in, they're wearing gray coveralls and helmets. And they're just, I just imagine they're lathering them up. And he's like, I'm naked. I don't know what's going on. Uh, So then he's lathered up and the doors open. I imagine, I imagine like the doors open, the smoke comes in. There's like a purple light in the background. And uh, this like humanoid female comes in, right? Little taller than the other humanoids he saw that are wearing silver suits, except this female is buck-ass nude. She's got white hair and a bob cut, but she's got red pubic hair and red armpit hair. So A a bob cut, eh? A Mm. bob cut. Okay. That's what the picture's described. And I imagine it was like the doors open, the smoke comes, there's a purple light. He like looks over and it's like, I I just died in your arms tonight. tonight. (laughs) It must have been something Something you said. I just died in your your arms tonight. (laughs) So he looks and he said he was immediately attracted to this naked female. They just start doing it. They just start (laughs) straight to the coitus. No, no no foreplay. Just right in. No, no, just right away. Oh, that's what all the that's what all the lathering was. That's what foreplay. So he (laughs) he said he said after they lathered him with the Viagra jelly, he just felt this like uh, like animal like attraction to this alien Uh, the only thing he said he said she had cat-like blue eyes like really big blue eyes like a cat and a very pointed chin 
I thought this was a little braggy, what, but he was like, we had sex seven times. And I was like, okay. <laughs> no one has sex seven times All in right. a row. Get he, real. He's, he claims he was only yeah. gone for four hours. And uh, you got to think two hours of that was him puking. You guys have obviously never used boner jelly before. Because I guess so. I guess I guess I've not been in lathered head to toe in boner jelly. I haven't been lathered in blue Viagra jelly, and then have sex seven times in a row. This in is true. Four boner hours. Jam. So Antonio Antonio says he's like you know like the they're like Antonio had sex seven times. He's like yeah, it's crazy. That's not even the weird part. She, she wouldn't kiss me every time I tried to kiss me. She would just bite my chin. She just nibble my chin. <laughs> Maybe that was kissing where she's from. So uh, he says, he says they just stopped. She got up. She rubbed her belly and pointed to the sky. And Antonio was like, oh, I know what that meant. She was taking my baby that I just put in her and uh, was going to raise him in space. Baby he put in her seven times. Yeah. Interesting. So um, next thing he knows, he... <laughs> Um, he said <laughs> this is great I gotta read this part right, get it, so get Ant- it Anto- Antonio said uh, the female afterwards after she rubbed her tummy and pointed to the sky uh, seemed relieved that the task was over <laughs> so, <laughs> which uh, this kind of this kind of angered him so he was a little angry because he felt as though that he was just no more than a mere stallion for the humanoids, she so used he, him. He felt <laughs> degraded and used. I feel, as ba- a, I feel so bad male. for him. I feel bad for him. He was given back his clothing. Uh, they gave him a tour of the ship. They, sh- <laughs> they, he attempted to take a <sighs> clock-like device as proof for his encounter, but they got mad at him and they prevented him from doing stealing. Uh, he was then escorted off the ship back to the farm. And he watched the globe soar away. Okay. Now, Antonio was 23 when this happened. He was a farmer. Antonio has maintained that this story is true his entire life. He's he's since passed away. Um, Rest in peace, Antonio. He, he, he died in 1991, and his entire life he claimed that this was uh, real. Now, some of the some of the evidence that this was a in fact a true abduction is that a couple days later, Antonio didn't just go and tell everyone this. He, he, he wasn't just like, hey, everyone. Hey, amigos. Guess what I did? I had sex seven times with an alien with in four an, hours. With an alien. Um, he, he went to the doctor, and he, he had all these weird burns on him and like marks on him. Um, and he, he was dizzy, he was disoriented, and the doctor couldn't figure out what was wrong with Antonio. Didn't understand these markings and stuff. Uh, and that's when Antonio first opened up to his doctor of like, yeah, this is what kind of happened. And the doctor was like, well, that's weird. Maybe you shouldn't tell people that. And I don't really have any explanation for all these weird burns and marks on it. Mm. It wasn't for years later, years later that it was found out because uh, Antonio, obviously having this encounter was now very interested in the UFO community and stuff like that was reading an article of being like, send in your abduction stories. Right. And he, he sent his in and this is what gained him so much attention was he sent this story in, but he's told close family and friends his whole life. And he went on later to become a lawyer. So, you know, he's fucking lying. <laughs> fucking liar. 
But it's just, I just, I love sex, that one, man. Sex with an alien seven times. Seven and how, times. And how long? He was, four he said hours? he was gone four hours. That's impressive. <laughs> seven to four. Now, gets a little better. Antonio died in 1991 of an unknown disease. Alien herpes? Space herpes. Space herpes. 100%. Space Space herpes. He went into doctors. By all accounts, they they weren't sure what was happening with him. Um, He declined very fast, and they never identified the disease that killed him and caused his quick descent. But um, many people speculate that maybe it's because of that encounter, and that was an unknown effect. Wait, how long after? How long after was this that he died? Like 50 years? That doesn't seem so like an STD 20, to he me. He was 23 when it happened. Uh-huh. He, was, yeah. he was 23 when it happened, and he died at 56. At 56? Uh, so, I, th- I don't think it was he, a space he, herpes then. He went space on syphilis. to live, but he went on to become a lawyer. So, like, you know, he died in 91. So, it was like, he was obviously, like, I imagine being a lawyer gives you a little bit better of a lifestyle in Brazil to have access to medicines and stuff like that a big assumption obviously because there's probably some lawyers that don't do very well but i would just like to think that that's the case uh but unknown disease so that was interesting Hmm. um now (laughs) i love the i just love the space jelly the space viagra jelly space blue viagra jelly yeah (laughs) so um I also found when I was looking up for this power, because um, now obviously, I mean, whew, raise your hand if you don't want to be abducted now, right? Uh, I found uh, five traits that could get you abducted by aliens. This is, this I is got, by I have to I got I got them all pegged. I th- I think I know them. Let's do let's do it. All right. uh, this is on psychologytoday.com. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So the number one trait to get you uh, abducted, regularly experiencing sleep paralysis and hallucinations when awakening. Nope, zero. Mm. So, so I have sleep know, paralysis, but I don't hallucinate. You have sleep. That's, do you have it all the time, Dan? Huh? How, uh, no, how often not do you all have the time, it? But not the. It's not regular. But I've had it like more than once. So it's like eh. you know it. You've experienced it. Okay. Okay. Number two. Um, number two. Tendency to recall false memories. How would you know they're false memories? It's not a lie if you believe it. Exactly. This one didn't make sense. I'll read this one. In an, elegant set of, in an elegant set of experimental studies, McNally and colleagues found that individuals who claimed to have been abducted by aliens were prone to what is known as false memory syndrome. That is, alien abductees regularly claim to recall words, items, sentences, in memory tests that they actually never saw before. So basically you you fucking your brain tricks you. You're lying. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you have right. a bad memory. Uh, That's not that was number um, 2. That was number 2. Number 3, high levels of absorption. Like like good paper That's, towel or like what are you talking about here? Yeah. Uh, like okay. like sham wow or what? Like <laughs> sham wow. Like you put, like if you put me in a puddle, like you know, if you spill some wine on the counter, I could put my hand on it and just. If it it absorbs into your hand, you're getting abducted. Getting Uh, abducted. So alien abductees also score significantly higher than most people on the mental characteristic known as absorption. 
This trait is related to fantasy proneness, vivid imagery, and susceptibility to hypnosis and suggestion. Um, I, I guess I would have a fantasy proneness, maybe, but I'm like... Mm, everyone's, got some fan- everyone's got fantasies of some kind. I, I think I've that's never everyone. been hypnotized, so I don't know my susceptibility to hypnosis i got this I, one, someone tried to hypnotize me once and it didn't work so i don't think i can get hypnotized right, so no, no I, I just walk i just got up and walked away I was like this is bull- this is not working um <laughs> this is bullshit number four new age beliefs because alien <laughs> aliens only like you if you, well, if you have new age beliefs they don't want any of that what's considered religion. what's considered new age belief crystals um, more than four Reiki? crystals in your house <laughs> I believe in crystal power. If you power. have more than five crystals in your house, and you're not a <laughs> geologist. <laughs> okay, this is great. Being whisked, whisked up into spaceships by tractor beams or light sources is not something that happens every day, nor is it Wait, something what? that is easily <laughs> explainable within our existing knowledge of physics. Similarly, being subjected to imaginative medical procedures requires a tendency to accept unusual and non-mainstream ideas. This is also the trait possessed by alien abductees. They score high on measures of magical ideation and endorse new age ideas that encompass beliefs about alternative mes- medicines and healing, astrology, and fortune telling. Such beliefs would certainly allow the individual to accept things happening to them that would be dismissed by ex- existing science. Listen to this. If I get beamed up and I'm getting probed, I'm naked strapped to a chair getting probed, I'm not going to go... Well, I don't believe this is happening. I don't believe in tarot cards. So there's tarot no way this is happening. Tarot cards? Yeah. What is that what's going Tarot? Like carrot? Tarot cards. Tarot How do you cards. spell it? T-A-R-O-T. Yeah, tarot. Tarot. Tarot cards. Listen, I eat carrots. I eat carrots. I've never eaten a carrot. There's not two R's in it, though. Show me the English rule that makes two R's make a T at the end. Two R's make like, a T? Well, with carrot, he's saying that the two R's make the T sound. So if there's one R, it would be caro. I don't believe that. Sounds, that sounds more French. Taro sounds more foreign than... Anyways, I don't Anyways. believe it. So, uh, And number five, a familiarity with the cultural narrative of alien abductions. So you got to know about... You got to be in the know to get abducted. Got to know the ins and outs. That makes sense. If you know about boner jelly, you know, the more you know about boner jelly, the more likely you're going to get abducted. <laughs> and that's, uh, I know all about, all, I know all about it now. So I feel, that's, all, it, I that's feel, all I had for the power. We just, we just upped our chances of getting abducted. Thanks, boner jelly. Oh, I'm going for the record. Boner eight, jelly. Eight times. <laughs> <laughs> Well, me up. It's just buckets yeah. of it. Just buckets. Just get it. Just bring it all in here. Just put it in a kiddie <laughs> yeah. pool. Let me roll around in it. I'll be, I'll be standing there like this, and then just kick me right out. Kick me right out of the ship. <laughs> no, shit. they're gonna they're gonna take one look at me naked, and then the door's gonna open, and a sexy male's gonna come in, and I'm gonna go. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> maybe not. Don't. Yeah. I'm like, uh, maybe once. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of look like David Bowie. Did anybody ever tell you that? Yeah. <laughs> Nibble my Ugh. chin. 
<laughs> Could have been David Bowie. David Bowie. Um, David Bowie. David Bowie didn't really die. He just went back to his home planet. What else we got? Anything else? We never talked about that. Like it was a man. It was a little while ago. That fucking asteroid that exploded above Earth. No one's seen it coming. And it was like sixteen times the size of like a Hiroshima bomb. What? Talking about the one that exploded over the ocean. Yeah, and no one even seen it coming. Nobody saw it coming. Yeah, or nobody saw it. I don't think anybody saw it explode. I don't. I don't know if they knew if it was. That's no. They didn't. Absolutely terrifying. They didn't. They didn't know it was coming, and they didn't see it explode, and it caught everyone completely off guard. And this fucking comet or this like meteor just hit the atmosphere and exploded. Something like is the biggest one since that one happened in Russia in uh, was it 2013 where it blew all the windows in the town. Right. This one happened over, over the ocean, so there was no uh, no damage or anything. But just any tsunamis to, or anything? That's crazy. No, it's a it's an air burst, right? So it hits the atmosphere, it's going so fast that it bursts on impact to the air. Oh. It doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't actually hit the ground. But that's, Do you think it, they'd tell us? You think they'd tell us though if they if they had one? Like, I don't think so. I don't think so either. If I think if, they saw one, if they saw one, they'd be like. Fuck, I I believe they try to do something, but I don't. Oh I think, man, imagine if that's why there's all of a sudden the space race now with all these millionaires trying to get off the fucking planet. It's because they know something. Like they're like, they've been approached to fund these these projects to like because they're like something's coming. Uma 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 was the first thing coming through our galaxy, but they're like, we're going through like a fucking. There's no way we don't get blasted. Well, they, I think it's a. I think they would tell us if they caught it in time. Like, oh, we have like a year. Right? Oh, listen, they'd tell us. They'd tell us if they were like, ah, we can, we we're gonna divert it. That's what but I mean. But I, if if it showed up and it's like, oh, it's hitting in four days, it's a global killer. We didn't see it coming. It came from a weird trajectory where we were like, we weren't watching. They're not gonna tell us. It's just gonna hit. I don't. And I, yeah, that's but it. I don't think even a year. You push that a year. They find it a year. They're like, this is going to hit within like about a year now from now. I don't think they tell you shit. No, I think a year is enough time to maybe try and do something though. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is I think they'd do something in secret, like behind the scenes. They wouldn't tell anyone until it was a success. Well, I think, I think it's something that big if they were trying to keep it, whoever, like they would, it would be leaked. That's something like that they would already, be leaked. They already launched a thing that they're going to try and do it already. They said they're going to try and do it. Divert divert an asteroid? Yeah, they're going to do it. Why are they practicing? Hmm? Because that's something everybody's worried about. Here, here's, here's the thing. So how do you think it would leak? Some scientist who's like, you know what? The world needs to know about the end of the planet. I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, and he's on the street corner with a sign saying the end is near. No, he's going to... Ah, I think he would do that. He's ah, going to... Ah. He's gonna leak the traje- trajectory of the asteroid, and he's gonna get. He's gonna do exactly what we're doing now. He's gonna live stream online. Like, oh fuck yeah, hundred live stream, no filter. Like it's coming they right just, out. They just take it right off. Boop. Yeah, but if it's live, you see it, and then it might get taken down after. But once someone sees it live, someone saves it. It's a, like you got it. It's gone. I I think they can shut that shit down. They just don't tell us. I think like I I don't think the internet is as free and like willing as we think it is. I think they can shut that shit down. In a heartbeat, control th- the narrative. I think you're underestimating. I think you're underestimating how much stuff is 
broadcast over the internet at one time and there's no way to tell exactly what's going to come out until it comes out. Where is him? We won't find out till the asteroid hits and we're all dead. I'm going to tell you, told you so. Anyways, I th- <laughs> it just goes to show you that because what, what's it? Uh, in what's it? Apothis in 2030 or something? They, it's going to come close to the Earth and it's not going to hit, but they think it's going to come back around one more time. And a few years later, it has a higher percentage to hit the Earth. And this, I can't remember how big it is. I'm just talking from nowhere here, but they're worried about it. Uh, by that time, we'll figure out how to move it. Because what's Apothis? Wasn't that like the Egyptian god of Apophis. death or something like that? Or was Apophis. it Apophis? Why would you yeah. name? Why would you name that asteroid that? Because it's, it's gonna, gonna hit gonna the come earth, smack us, and blow us up. It'll fucking kill us. We're dead. No. I mean, I think it's gonna be. You know, NASA's gonna have to. You know, step up their game. Like I'm thinking, like I'm thinking, just jet it, like dr- jet engines with drills on the end, and then you just like drill it into the side of the comet, and then you just like kick them into overdrive, and you just like push it. Just turn on the afterburner and push it like yeah. just a one one degree <laughs> off like, of orbit, wow, and we're good. Awesome. Send a yeah. nuke and just blow up a just a monster nuke like right beside it as it comes off. That's too unpredictable though. You no, you wouldn't have to move it far. You wouldn't have to move it far. Just a little bit. No, you don't want to do. You but don't you want, wouldn't know if it, you don't want to break it into pieces like in Armageddon. Yeah, if you if you <laughs> blow up the nuke on the surface, it turns into like a scatter shot and just destroys the planet even worse because there's multiple impacts and we're all then yeah. it's even worse. Mm. Whereas with like uh, if you had you know vectored. You, you could thrust, you could vector the thrust or whatever what you could want to do. You could maneuver it. If you have maneuvering thrusters, you could actually move it into a more stable orbit or something like that. Do you imagine that's why they like they're like landing on asteroids and shit, and practicing landing on asteroids because they're like could be they've got they've got yeah. something they've got something twenty years out. That's why it's all of a sudden the, the that's fucking- what Apophis is. Apophis like they know something's gonna hit us. The the fact that something hasn't hit us in so long or like something you know something has hit us in well, relatively recent history, the dinosaurs, like ge- geologic history. No, now now it's they've now that's the Younger Dryas impact. It's only 12,000 years ago. That's not that far. And that was a pretty uh, yeah. global global changer. Yeah, like we've had planet killers smash us before. You know, almost planet killers. Just yeah, it's not, it's not if, drive. it's when yeah. we're getting So smashed. it's like we just got to be ready. I mean, there's no reason not to be, to be ready and like figure out how we would respond to something that way. I think... I think I read an article about NASA having they they do have a detection system. They are on the lookout for planet killers, and I think they said the the farthest out that they could detect like uh, a an asteroid that big that would have a, a you know a likelihood of impacting Earth is like two years. I think they would know. That's not. Also, that's not I a lot also of time. remember hearing that it was they only could monitor two percent of the sky. At one time, I think something like something like that. The sky is huge. I yeah, hundred percent. That's what I mean. Like the one that just hit us, it wasn't a huge meteor, but it blew. If if that was to hit the like the Earth, it would. If it did hit a city, it would destroy like a quite a big city. You know, it would just like devastate a city. If it Could actually you imagine that in our lifetime, that like just like a huge city, like like Florida, Florida. Or it is a state. Just Florida. <laughs> just Florida, Florida City. Just Florida, just Florida City. Just all the cities in Florida, Florida get city. annihilated. Well, I was like, I didn't want to say a city name and put it out there, and then it happened 100 years from now, and then I get quoted <laughs> on this podcast. Now, and then all the Florida. And then Brain's a time traveler. <laughs> Brain's a time traveler. Like, remember that show Alien yeah. Theorist Theorizing came out back in, like, you know, 2016 or whatever? Yeah, yeah. there's a guy in there. And He's a time traveler. He predicted yeah. this comet strike. And he, he predicted the city of Florida, Florida City. 
<laughs> Braden's leaking the secrets from some NASA scientist who's thinking this right now, who's looking at their screen and is putting it out into the ether. Trust me, I only look intelligent. There's right. nothing. There's nothing up there. <laughs> the hamster wheel's empty. Oh, that's good shit. Um, why don't we get into some five star reviews? Uh, we said we you know we didn't have a lot last time, and our listeners came through. We got a whole bunch of five star reviews. Um, this one's from Mister One One Eight Five. My favorite. This is my favorite podcast for conspiracies. Often informative and always fun. Uh, this podcast reminds me of friends hanging out on the back porch and bullshitting the night away. And that's uh, that's what we're going for. Uh, so thank you. exactly what we're doing. Mr. 1185. Uh, I got uh, great podcast. Five-star review from Cole Henry, 18. Uh, helps a slow, long workday go by quick. I only wish the episodes could be an hour or so longer. Woo! That being hour said, I am thankful for the time you guys put into it. Great content. Thanks, uh, Cole. Cheers. Hell no. If you want more a two content, hour show, wow. you got to get on our Patreon because we probably record two hours, but most like the next half goes on Patreon. It is true. It actually is with our after hours. We count in after hours. We usually do about a two hour show. About a two hour show. But, you know, uh, if you're if you need more content, get in our Patreon. Tons of content on there. Uh, we got Entertaining by Frank Kerr from Canada. Fun and entertaining to listen to. Like how they sway from topics, but are the real things back in to keep you interested. But, oh, but real things back in. He added an extra R. Uh, Epic by Beekeeper Jados from Australia. Australia. Uh, brilliant, Australia. Brilliant podcast. Good alien Two ghost stories, and there's an Aussie every now and again, so that's just perfect. <laughs> and I, that's it. Boom. That's it for today. Uh, got a couple new Patreoners. Uh, so, special thank you to. Oh, my fucking computer is so slow. Uh, it'll come up. It doesn't like streaming and uh, Skyping. We got Eric Tucker, Kim. Kevin Morrow, Agent Anderson, got Dylan Barnhill, Matthew Lamar, Roy Powell, uh, and that's it. That's it for now. So thank you to you guys. They're already on the Patreon. If you're not, get on it. Hell yeah. So uh, you got a prolapse of the week or what? Prolapse of the week? Yeah, we're going to give it to this week. One of our Patreon members, his name is Gregory, and he's been very active on Patreon on uh, Patreon and Discord. He's a newer member and he's an absolute beauty. So, Gregory, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting the show. Prolapser of the week. Hills, yeah. Um, get any on other that news? Patreon, get on that Discord. That Discord, there's so many people stuff popping off on there like constantly. Discord's taking off. Kind of Discord's stuff. taking I, off now. Well, usually, like by the end of the day, like I go to work, I come home. There's at least eighty new messages of people like having their own discussions, and I'm like just eavesdropping. Talking about all kinds of stuff. I was like, we talked about Oak Island today. We talked about uh, somebody uh, posted some links to one of the the Steven Spielberg produced uh, TV series Taken, which was if anybody remembers that. I remember pieces of it. I watched I, bits. I of never. It. I don't remember watching that. Again. I remember, I remember seeing like bits and pieces of it. I think it was on Sci-Fi, like back in two thousand, early two thousand. It was pretty good. 
It's actually, I mean, it's very Steven Spielberg. The music's good. I like the, I like the music. I'm the best um, part about TV. Yeah, or... there's all kinds of crazy stuff people just talking about and just constant messages. I honestly thought when we started the Discord server, we'd have like nobody and we'd maybe have like 10 people in there. No. It's, yeah, it's. We've got quite a few. It's awesome. It's pretty sweet. And everybody's um, really nice. And everybody's really nice. Yeah, except uh, what that chick that roasted me and Zell on Facebook. <laughs> Unreal. It's warranted. You know, actually, this is the first video where this is the first video that we're going to put out on Patreon. What we're recording right now. So, oh. well, I'd rather sound stupid than look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Good shit. Uh, anything else? Anything else you got to plug before we wrap this one up? If you're uh, in Canada. My band, Lucky Monkey on tour. Come to a city near you. Look us up, luckymonkeymusic.com. Give us a listen. Come oh. listen to some rock and roll and talk about some aliens. It's going to be awesome. We'll oh, even- I forgot. I forgot. We got some news too. Uh, don't forget, come visit your boys at Alien Con. Uh, yeah. April, June 23rd to 24th. That's wrong. That's wrong. 20, <laughs> 20 to 23rd. 21, 21 to 23rd. 21, 21 to 23rd. Uh, we are going to be in the meteor room uh, at 2.45? We're about 2 o'clock on the Saturday. Saturday, 2 June, on the Saturday? Saturday, June 22nd, we're doing a live power hour, pretty much exactly what we just did, but only an hour long because we, better, have, a, better, we have a one-hour cap. One-hour cap. We can't go over, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gonna be so fun. We're gonna be we're gonna be the um, Bruce Springsteen of Alien podcasts. We're not going until they turn off the lights. <laughs> Seven encores. Just get escorted out uh, by security. And <laughs> even more exciting, doing? Um, there is a podcast and conspiracy podcast fan meetup Friday night. Scum and villainy. I think it's at eight p.m. I don't have it up with me. Seven or eight. Scum and Villainy oh. in Hollywood? Oh. Or is it West Hollywood? Somewhere over there. West dude. Hollywood? Somewhere cool. And it's, called, know, but it's called Scum, scum and Villainy. We it's, can't even believe we're invited. Well, you got yeah. blurry photos. You got Somewhere in the Skies. You got Mad Scientist. Hysteria 51. The Who's Who of the Who's Who are going to be there. And your boys are going to be there. And uh, if, you've, if you've come to any one of our fan meetups, you know we're going to be a good time. And uh, we'll probably... Sp- find some karaoke later in the evening. We might even just fucking sing some karaoke. Or karaoke will find us. That's how it works. We might be up at the bar. So make sure to come to AlienCon. If you haven't got tickets yet, AlienCon, use promo theorists at checkout, get 10% off. You know what? We might even have a surprise guest or two. We don't know. Uh, but who you're looking at right now, we're going to be there for sure. Uh, that's it. As we always say on these things, keep those eyes on the skies. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs>